The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro Eastside and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hass of Team Reba Remax Metro East Side, And I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. Welcome to another Saturday with us sitting here in the studio That's talking right. about Real estate, mortgage, and all things related. Bringing you essential information. Yes, and occasionally some yeah. non-essential <laughs> information. That's right. That's right. Speaking of. Or limited essential. Speaking of. Yes. Okay, so, and and it may be changing now because I haven't checked it today, but, mm-hmm. okay, so the other day I was out doing some essential work as I'm an essential person. Yes. And I had to stop by uh, my favorite place for the only immunization I know of that Dick's that cures COVID is Dick's cheeseburgers, right? Don't so, say things like that. That's not funny. <laughs> well, I'm I'm I, I know it cures the cold. I'm not sure about anything else. Yeah. So the maybe a hangover. The Wallingford Dick's drive-in. Oh, please don't change. Please don't change. Has French fries. Okay. I happen to be up on Capitol Hill. And I waited okay. in line, you know, with my distancing and all that kind uh-huh. of stuff for about five minutes. I get up to the front and I'm looking where the fry thing is, where they keep the fries. Yeah. And there's just a box of Tim's Cascade potato chips there. And I'm like, Wait, Do you know we have a no. client who works there? Really? <laughs> no, I'm going to call him. So well, it's a I'm woman, like, but yeah. <laughs> so I left. I I left. I got my car and I left because what's a Dick's cheeseburger without French fries? So well, Tim's some Cascade the, is still a local company. They're fine, but it's not the same thing. I'm sorry. So apparently, and and I so I started calling around because this really oh upset gosh. me. So I talked to my brother. He happened to be up at the Edmonds one. Same thing up there, just potato chips. So I don't know. Why if it's, wouldn't they do? Is because they don't get a hold of potatoes? It's distancing. They they don't want a bunch of people the crowded workers. around the fry machine waiting for the fries to come out. Apparently, because they for have some reason that person? Wallingford store. The one on 45th, they were still, you know, slinging French fries. I worked in food service a long time ago. Why do they need multiple people on the fryer? Well, it's because they're they're always waiting. Everybody's always waiting for fresh ones to come out, you know, so then you got two or three employees crowded around. I guess that's the reason, but I'm just hoping that that Wallingford one still uh, has the has the fries, so... Yeah, let okay, us know I'm so if glad you we spent such valuable time talking about a, your lack of fries. Public you know what? Service. That was that was that was Dick's Burgers looking out for your overall <laughs> health because you didn't need that cholesterol anyway. Although they did yeah. offer you an option. Uh, they gave me a choice, <laughs> and I made my decision. Uh, and, well, you uh, know what, listeners? Yeah. Please live the rest of your life healthy, and don't listen to this guy. <laughs> I'm telling you. Oh my gosh. Seriously, I'm going to go back to last week's show. Me hashtag first world problems. Seriously, yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. My God. That's when I'm, I'm I'm looking at that those, box those of potato chips. Are there for your benefit? And then at that point, I'm like, oh, oh man, my gosh. This, this thing's getting real now. Oh god, yeah, I'm suffering now. Okay, yeah. you know what? So I'm gonna <clears throat> I'm gonna segue off of that, and let's get real about the the people who are working, who are yep. giving you services right now. 
treat them nice. Oh, please. They're yeah. out there. Don't complain about the fries. Yeah. I didn't uh, complain. You know, I just made made a decision. Yeah. Okay. But no, you Anyhow, really, you're absolutely but, right about that. But it's, the reality is the people who are out there are literally putting their lives at risk. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring that into the world of real estate. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I know you kind of gave me a look when I said, and, and, and listeners, I, w- I want to put this out there. It's like, not with the intent to chastise, but to inform and educate um, because as we mentioned on last week's show and, um, and on our Facebook Lives that we're doing every Tuesday and Friday at 1 p.m., we're talking about the fact that we get limited essential you know, duties within the real estate side of things, mm-hmm. right? But what that means is that we're going out in public, meeting people, going into homes where we don't know what the cleanliness standards are, right? We also don't know whether or not the people who are living in that home are immune compromised potentially. Right. Um, and, and in some cases we do know that because agents are, we have a section in the Northwest multiple listing service that when we put in uh, listing data, there's public marketing comments. And then there's things that are not for public, you know, uh, display, which are the agent remarks. Mm-hmm. And many times we're seeing in those sections, things such as, uh, household with immune compromised individuals and that you need to follow very strict COVID-19. And, and here's the thing, because I've been asked this a lot lately because I can show property doesn't mean I have to show property. And what I mean by that is if you're asking any real estate professional to go out and do this kind of work, keeping in mind, a lot of real estate agents are actually older Mm-hmm. So many of them are also the at-risk folks. The average age of a real estate agent across the United States is 56 years old, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. you got to think about it. if that's average, there's a lot of them older than because many people get in the industry as a second or third career. Um, but with that, we have to limit when we go out to a property, we're only allowed to take one person in at a time. There's also standards and rules that you can't bring other family members, your children, Mm-hmm. Right. And so if need be, you have you have to stage it. Mm-hmm. I have couples who are continuing to believe that they should be able to walk into the house with me together. And I have to remind them that, no, you cannot. I can have one person in at a time and then I have to wipe everything down. You know, some some agents have a whole kit available where there's um, sterilizing wipes and hand sanitizers and booties and all these other things available. Mm-hmm. And some have nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And so we don't know. I'm like, I'm literally driving around with what I call my COVID kit Mm -hmm. um, that has all of those things inside of it with gloves and everything else, because I don't know what's going to happen at any particular house I walk into. Mm. Right. And, you know, so I had someone ask me the other day, hey, can we go see this house? And it's someone who I know is months away from being able to purchase Mm -hmm. because they need to sell a house. Mm. And they're like, well, we just want to go and see it. And I said, well, that's the problem is right now, just looking, Lou, you know, going in to get the feel of a place is not what's allowed. Right. It's a major production at this point it to is. show a house. It is. Yeah. And, you know, and if I, you know, if I or a lot of the other people in the industry uh, start getting known to just randomly taking people out just because they want to see. So here's the thing that most of us are requiring. Um, in fact, most of these listings nowadays and a lot of offices are putting these into their business practices is that, you know, one, we have to ask questions about your health. Mm-hmm. Like, can you can you even be out with me? Because Absolutely. even if we're doing social distancing, if you are sick, 
you know, or have been around anyone who's been mm-hmm. sick, you need to be responsible and not go. Right. Right. Um, but I told this one couple, I said, look, you're, you know, your house isn't even going to, the rental property that you want to sell, your tenants aren't even going to be out till August. Why do you want to go see this now? You can't buy it. And they said, well, but we have another house that we could sell, but it's like, but that house isn't ready to sell. Mm. So even if we tried to, a contingent deal would be one, very difficult. And two, you're not ready to go on the market. And if I write a contingent deal, you have to do that. You have to get it on market within days. So why are we going to go look at this property? And so what I'm really trying to get to, listeners, is these folks don't even have their financing in order yet. We haven't even given them the market analysis yet this week of what their two properties are worth. Mm -hmm. And they're assuming what their purchasing power is. Right. So this is something that needs to be adapted because the situation has changed. And many of the agents are saying you cannot bring your clients into this property unless you can prove there's a pre-approval letter. Well, you just described the business practices of of a large number of real estate agents out there. And I can't tell you how many times I've I've had either myself or my loan officers, you know, trying to solve a problem, trying to help someone qualify when they bought the house first. Yeah, they're already under contract. They're already (laughs) under contract. Now they're trying to figure out a way to make it work. And, uh, and I don't understand why there's still real estate agents out there that will actually do that. They'll show a home, they'll write an offer. Because there's no standardized your, training. Well, before your clients have even pulled No standardized credit. training. This is why we tell people to, to ask a whole series of questions of the person they're going to work with. Well, and, and honestly, as an industry, we don't really help things. I mean, there, you're, there's TV commercials where all you've got to do is stand in front of a house with your smartphone mm-hmm. and boom, there you've got loan approval, you know, it, it really doesn't work that way. It, no, it, it truly, no, truly not doesn't. in real life, not in real life. Well, in fact, actually some of those companies that had those ads, mm-hmm. there are a lot of the ones that were like kind of pulling away back from the market a, right, now. Away right now. So yeah. yeah and and for right. a good reason. Oh, uh, that, that reminds me. That's absolutely right. If, if you're thinking about refinancing, there are many lenders out there right now who will not lock in your interest rate until you have final loan approval. And including appraisal and all of that. So you're going to shell out 750 bucks for an appraisal, mm-hmm. not knowing what your final interest rate will be. You know, that's, that would sound be like a, a little, good situation to me. That, that would be nerve wracking. Right. Yeah, for sure. But that's happening um, wholesale out there right now. It's happening with mm-hmm. a lot of lenders and a, and a lot of big major lenders as well. So we've seen other ones that are just kind of jacking the rates up just to, to slow things down. Yeah, mm-hmm. because their staffs are, are overwhelmed yeah. you know, at this point. There's a lot of overwhelm mm-hmm. yeah. in today's marketplace. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I'll say that we're, we're, you know, we went from a couple of weeks of semi-quiet to once we kind of got a handle on what was going on and who was still working and, you know, who had, you know, the income potential as well as continuing to see some of these low rates that we've had. Mm-hmm. Like last week's show, there were some incredible rates that right. were, you know, going on. Um you know, people are seeing that and thinking, well, now's a great time because maybe mm-hmm. there's other people not out in the marketplace. So maybe I can find that right house. Right. Right. So, but it is, we've been in numerous, in fact, I think every client I've worked on with you recently in the last several weeks, we've had multiple, multiple offers, offers every single time. It's been kind of a frenzy. Yeah. Well, I have my own theory about that. Folks okay. are self-isolating right now. They're sitting in their homes <laughs> and they're realizing just how much they hate where they're living. 
It's like, okay, oh, I need that's to, an interesting thought. I need to get out of this place. Well, in some cases, okay, you know what? Actually, that is true of one of our customers, not because they don't like where they're at, but because there's so many family members living together. <laughs> there's actually like the parents and the adult children and the brother that are all in one household, and they're just like, I gotta get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you hate where you're living, stay tuned in our next section. We're gonna be talking about some steps to get you into your own home. That's right. <laughs> so stay tuned. More open house with Team Reed. We'll be right back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock bringing information on real estate and finance. Yes, and also on Sundays from 3 to 4 most often. That's right. Always available on podcast. That's right. Yes, you can find us. Just Google Open House with Team Reba podcast and you will find it or go to your favorite podcasting station and look us up. There You'll you go. find us. There's there over you. 160 of these out there. Lots of great content. Lots I know on Spotify, there's like a little, uh, you know, small snippet of like whatever the show is about and what we're covering. And there's a lot of really wonderful content. Wow. You can learn a lot about this area. A lot about some of the utilities, energy efficiencies, solar, cottage housing, oil tanks. Uh, yeah, there's a, a tremendous amount of content out there. Yeah. So if you really want to bone up on local real estate, that's your that's source. That's the place. Yes. That's the place to go. Yes, yes, that's yes. Right. That's right. Well, before the break, we were talking about folks that are Yeah, if you hate your house. If you hate your house. <laughs> Well, think about the folks that you've got to work from home mm-hmm. and you're in an apartment yeah. and all of a sudden you realize, oh man, you know, my neighbors are noisy yeah, or there's fumes or whatever else is, right. is going on. You know, all of a sudden it's like, ooh, I really need to get out of here. Yeah. It, 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 no, I'll tell you, I was in a condo the other day doing a virtual showing, which, um, oh, I forgot to mention we can do virtual showings. So like I use WhatsApp. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I can do it cross platform on phone, mobile phones. Oh, that's right. And yeah. so I have a client in Alaska. I use this a lot with relocation, but we're using it with local people now too. Like if you want me to go and do a video tour ahead of asking to go see something, yeah. um, we can totally do that. So I use WhatsApp, um, cause I can go cross platform and I can be sitting in a place, you know, walking through it, showing everything that's there. So I was in this downtown condo. So I was going to three different places, uh, Belltown and Capitol Hill and First Hill. Mm -hmm. And the one that was down in Belltown, all the pictures made it look super cute. It was all great. But you could tell everybody who was working from home, because this was a work day that I was down there. And it was about, uh, I think it was 11 in the morning, Mm -hmm. right? And I go walk into this unit. And it's fine at the beginning. There's a corridor hall. I see where the you know water heater is and the washer and dryer and all of that. And I walk down the hallway. Okay, I see where the big bedroom is. And I walk into the living area that's like kind of a great room style. And I kid you not, even though it was a corner unit, no direct sunlight would ever hit this unit. Um, so you had windows and there was light, but it was still kind of that gray light mm-hmm. that you get in a shadow. Mm-hmm. So it was fully shadowed. But I felt like I was in a fishbowl because the next building over to me, 
I could see every single person inside their units. <laughs> and then directly across from me from the same complex was another one of their buildings. And I saw all the people, like multiple floors of people all sitting in there on their laptops or playing with their cats <laughs> or doing whatever they were doing. And I had my clients and I went, you know, I, I had them facing me at first. And I was like, okay, guys, we're in the first one. I'm going to tell you right now. Don't buy it. <laughs> I said, unless you're an exhibitionist. Yeah, that's right. Or a voyeur. <laughs> Either one of those. Oh. This is the place for you. Yeah. <laughs> and they start laughing. I said, now, hold on. I'm going to flip it to the other side. And then I show them. I'm like, this gal over here is already tired of looking at me. So she moved to another part of her unit. <laughs> this lady. Oh, I'm not even sure those are pajamas. I'm, I got to stop looking over there. This fellow. I was like, oh, my gosh, I can see way too much. Oh, no. That's scary. <laughs> It was, it was, so the one that we ended up putting under contract, so they're like, this is the craziest thing. We've never bought a place fully sight unseen, but here's some of the tools that were really useful for us during this. That unit had Matterport 3D, oh, which we it. use in my mm -hmm. team. So if mm -hmm. someone's listing their property with me, we have all these great tools that help people be able to envision being in yes. the space. And if you have VR goggles or glasses, you can use those with those designs and then, of course, you know, great photography. So I was in the unit walking through, you know, for the one that they have under contract right now. And it was great because we had Southwest exposure. No one's staring right in at us. Oh, perfect. Looked, yeah, great yeah. on-off access to the highway for their son who's going to live there and commute mm -hmm. for his Boeing job. Just awesome, awesome location. And then the last place I went to um, had some benefits to it, but it just it, it didn't feel as homey. It just, just didn't have the right vibe. And so I will say that they um, they put a lot of trust in me for that and my mm -hmm. expertise. And I will say one of the other things that I do want to remind anybody who is living in a condo development, now is a really good time to kind of get involved in your HOA and make sure that they're doing things like if water heaters are supposed to be getting mm -hmm. uh, changed out every 10 years, or maybe you don't even have that in your bylaws or CCNRs, now's a good time to discuss it. Yeah. It, it's it's never too soon to get involved with the HOAs before yes. they do something goofy. Yeah, well, a lot of these buildings around here, uh, condos started becoming very popular again in the early 2000s. Mm -hmm. And a lot of those buildings have hot water units in the individual units, and many of them don't have a requirement. So, like, just as an example, this client, 17-year-old water heater, and it's behind the washer and dryer. Mm -hmm. Hard to get to. Yeah. And it's a six-story building. It's and they have don't have... Dealt with. Yeah. yeah, so... That's right. You don't we're want that uh, giving them some great advice. And, and flooding out your neighbor below you. Exactly. And sometimes yeah. more than one neighbor. Right, right. And if they don't require unit insurance, it's an even bigger nightmare. Let's talk about that real quick. Yeah. So if you buy a condo, mm -hmm. uh, we the condo HOA will have an insurance policy. Yes. And that insurance policy may or may not cover the contents, the interior of your unit. Oftentimes uh, so not. Oftentimes not. It, it covers everything outside the sheetrock. Mm -hmm. But even if it does cover the interior, we call that a walls-in mm -hmm. type of coverage, you still should buy supplemental condo insurance. And Agreed. here's why. Because the deductible for that HOA master policy is usually very high, typically $10,000. Yes. So if there is a claim, you're on the hook for the first 10000 You know you what? We did a show on that with we, Gerald Grinter. A long time ago. <laughs> That's right. But you can buy a supplemental policy, which is very, very inexpensive. It might yes. be 20 bucks a month, something mm -hmm. like that. And, and that's going to have a very low deductible. And yep. you can use that policy. It's called HO6 mm -hmm. or Walls In. 
to pay the deductible for the HOA policy. Yes. So that way you're sort of double covered. That's exactly what I recommended to this client. Perfect. Yes, and I connected them with Gerald to say, you might want to check this out. There you go. And yes. I know that you also buy a home warranty for your clients as I well. I do, I do. So if that if that water heater were to uh, bite the bullet, uh, then you could... Um, use the home warranty to help pay for as long as it was a covered item yeah in mm-hmm. fact actually i just had a client in federal uh actually it's technically tacoma it's right where uh, mm-hmm. north tacoma and federal way come together yeah. yep they uh just got done having that uh because when they were buying their place the seller would not budge on the replacement and that was a house from the 1980s that oh. had the original hot water heater yeah, so they just there. got eighteen hundred dollars worth of nice. uh work done in a brand new water heater very cool so there you go all right so Yes. What do you do if if you need to get out of your house, but you're mm-hmm. just not quite ready yet? And the answer is get ready. Yeah. And there's lots of ways <laughs> that you okay. can do that. So the first way is to get educated. Yes. And, of course, you and I have devoted much of our career to educating our clients. Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, of course, we teach first-time homebuyer classes. We're just in the process of uh, flipping that to more of an online-type format. Correct. And uh, although there even are currently online official classes available, uh, where you can start to get the education, but even if it's a one-on-one meeting, Zoom meeting, something like that, yep. to really bring you up on on what your options are and, and what it takes to be ready to buy. Yeah, we've been you know, doing a lot of them. Super, super important. Of course, the first thing you want to do is line up your financing. Get yourself yes. pre-approved. Please make that first. We know that as human beings, we know you get online and you start looking at all those pretty pictures. But before you get so excited that you got to run right out there, please, 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 as we've already brought up, please get pre-approved. And there are online calculators that will give you some, some information on financing. But unfortunately, those don't know your story. Nope. And everybody's story is different. And every loan is a story problem. It's really important to talk with an expert, somebody that, that listens very good and understands what your situation is so that they can help guide you through this process. Because as an industry, we are still averaging around 120 loan guideline rule changes every month. And right now, um, with this crisis, there's loan programs that are coming and going and more going than coming right now. So you have to make sure that what you read online is a program that's actually even still available because some yes. programs are going away. Yes. And it's it's just super critical right now. Communication is so necessary and having people that you're working with who are on top of it. Right. Super, it, it doesn't, super needed. It doesn't take a lot to get your ducks in a row, though. It really doesn't. But you will need some basic documents. So if you're starting this process, first thing, do it now. Do it today. You know, it's the weekend. Look up. You need... Three pay stubs, mm-hmm. two W-2s, your most recent couple years of W-2s, couple months of bank account statements. Mm-hmm. The bank account statements need to be all the pages, even if they're blank. So yes. if your bank statement says page one of six, your lender will want all six pages. Including the one that says this page left intentionally blank. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Make sure you've got photo ID that's not expired. If you are, yes. are not a U.S. citizen, you need your, your, your information on, on your ability to reside in the country. So it's a green card or it's a visa. You know, make sure you've got that ready. Well, again, un, unexpired. If it is expired, you got to work on getting that, yes. getting all that renewed. Well, and a lot of these documents you're talking about, given that it's May, mm-hmm. right? You know, right. and they've extended the IRS filing to July 15th instead of, you know, past the April mm-hmm. deadline. Right. You should hopefully have all these well, things available 
either you already had filed early or you're right. going to be filing. So you should have access but to all of this. we have lots of clients where, oh, it's in storage, it's in a box, it's here, yeah. it's there. So, so now's, now's the time to get mm -hmm. all that organized because you will be asked for it. Yes. If you are self-employed, uh, this time of year, uh, your lender is going to want two years of your both personal and business tax returns, including mm -hmm. any W-2s or K-1s. That's if you own a LLC or a small corporation. That's going to be your, your your income information that rolls to your mm -hmm. personal tax return. Make sure you've got those. Uh, your lender may also ask you for a year-to-date profit and loss statement. You know, so uh, I'm always happy to answer questions on this one-on-one -on -one too. If you have questions about all of this, all mm -hmm. of this stuff. So number one, get your documents together. Yes. Number two. Uh, there's different levels of loan approval. I know we're going to be jumping into a, a break here pretty quick. Um, oh, I guess, yeah. Uh, real oh, you quick. might have a little yeah, time. Yeah, we got a little bit. Um, there's different levels of pre-approval. There's a system approval, mm -hmm. which you can do online. Um, it's not super strong. There's also what's called a full underwrite. And I really strongly recommend that you get yourself fully underwritten, which essentially means we're processing your file as far as we can go before you found the property. Because for two reasons, number one, it makes your offer much stronger when you find that right home. But also number two, it enables you to close much more quickly you know, once you do find the right home. And right now, speed is important and yes. you've got to beat out the competition. So yeah. if there's I've been lots running. of people making offers on homes, you want to be the one that's accepted, mm -hmm. not the other way around. Yep. Well, we are going to talk about that more when we get back on Open House with Team Reba, but we're going to go take care of a couple of messages and we'll fill you in on the rest when we get back. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. This is Reba Hass at Team Reba, Remax Metro Eastside. And Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. <sighs> okay, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm, we're, we're just rolling through all this stuff, and I'm thinking about, you know, like we're talking about getting pre-approvals and getting ready to, to buy houses, and I'm like, you were talking about Dick's Burgers earlier, and See? now I'm hungry. Because <laughs> like, it's the power of suggestion, I that. Eric. I that seed. And yeah. now, and now I am that. hungry, and I can't stop thinking about food. <laughs> well, how about a nice, so, healthy green salad? I would love one. <laughs> I would love anything that is edible that I can put in my mouth right now. But <laughs> there you go. There but you go. I just got to say, but you know what? Um, I, like I need to not probably look at anything that shows pictures of food. But you know what people get online and look at pictures of? Hmm. Houses. Uh huh. You know, we're talking about getting pre-approved, getting ready, yep. getting re you know, getting set to you know do all this. But you know, speaking of food, one of the major things that people come up with when I'm talking about their houses is uh, I like to put it as the how many butts need to fit in the kitchen, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I wish I was in a kitchen right now so I could go make some food. But um, like at my house, I have about what I would call a six-butt kitchen mm -hmm. because it's very open. It's got an island space. There's seating for, you know, three people, and you can easily get three people in the rest. There's counter space, you know, working space, stove space, all of that that, like, totally works, right? Mm -hmm. But um, – you know, when we teach those home buying classes, right, so we're talking about the first step is, you know, check your credit, get pre-approved. And then the other thing that you really need to be doing is you prepare for all of this. Like if you are looking online, don't just look at the pretty pictures and go like, oh, that's pretty. Really start to think about what your wants and needs are. Mm -hmm. 
focusing first on needs, right? Like you already right. mentioned the idea of like, you know, people are getting tired of being in their houses and they're like, hey, I don't have enough space or I'm yeah. working from yeah. home now. What else do I need? You know, that kind of thing. And, uh, you know, when I, when I start sitting down with people or when we're teaching these classes that we do and we go through this once and needs list, um, it's amazing, you know, how much people haven't put the critical thinking cap on yet uh, and, and going through that because they really do just respond. Like we've become such a um, – marketed to society Mm -hmm. that it's really about making the glossy photo look nice that we aren't really thinking about the function right right well you mentioned i mean the other day i think you were showing some clients a home Mm -hmm. and it's like you call me up it's like man you know, we scheduled this thing. We arranged this showing, and mm-hmm. too bad that we don't have smell-o-vision. Oh, my gosh. Scratch and sniff would be so <laughs> useful. Well. Yeah, because they were hot to trot. They were like, we're going to put an offer on this house. And we were running because, sure enough, it was a multiple offer situation, mm-hmm. right? There was already another offer. They were going to look at it this af- that afternoon. And I went sprinting down to Puyallup to go show this place. And we walk in. It was just like, oh, geez. Oh, Wow, is that cat or human urine? Like, and we weren't sure. Um, So it was intense. (laughs) And the photos made it look great. Yeah. And there were literally parts of it. I still have them on my phone. I should show you this when we're done. There was one room that I swear someone must have gone in and smoked because. On the ceiling and parts of the walls was this like sticky, oh the yellow orangey substance, yeah, yeah. and it was and it was the only in the laundry room. Oh, so my yeah. guess is somebody yeah. when they oh. didn't want to because there was no outside covered area. Yeah. So my guess is they used that as their because they could shut a door. Yeah. So I'm thinking they could open an outside door. They could close one to the kitchen, and my guess is that's where. Whoever smoked for, I mean, for it to get to this level, I mean, it looked like the ceiling had tiger spots. Oh, it ha- there were so or leopard spots, I oh, should say, not tigers. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was everywhere. See, that, that should there, there, somebody is going to make a lot of money if they can design some sort of an app that can actually generate, <laughs> you know, the real time sort of smell o vision. I wonder uh, if there's is there an odor meter? Is there such a thing? Well. Oh, wouldn't that be great? That would be you got like yeah. a dial, and you're kind of walking through the house, and it and like you know, it's it, a it pegs cigarette smoke, or it, it pegs, yeah. uh, you know, Chihuahua. Well, because there's because <laughs> there's have, you know yeah. air. I would think you know if you're testing for like mold or other things, it must be I don't able know to if have. There's anything that could sort of See, identify that. Okay, I'm going to show you this picture. Oh, is that gross or what? That looks like there's spots. Every, I'm showing is the that listeners sort like of sh- showing growing like from the feeding off of the tar or whatever is I, yeah it's well i mean the thing is that you can't see and maybe i'll see if i can try and get this put into oh. our uh, online you, you know, know what? repost of this but yeah there's you, it's gross i would bet you ten dollars that the owner of that home doesn't even know or wouldn't even notice you know well no because they've been living they've in it been for living so long it, you know they it's just like oh really oh yeah, yeah. it's and we were trying to tell because at first i was like oh boy what's the problem up in the roof and then yeah. I realized, I'm like, no, it's only in this room. Oh, my god! And then the more I looked at it, it was shiny okay, that's when, and sticky that's looking. That's what happens when you mix smoke with high moisture. Uh-huh. Yes, because it's in the laundry room and where the hot water heater is. So, you know, well, there's a lot of things that. <clears throat> if you were hungry earlier, you probably have lost yeah, your Yeah, that actually just helped me reduce my appetite yeah. <laughs> we 
<laughs> sitting here looking like, at it. We're like, fasting program. We're gonna just show exciting. pictures of, of yeah. the interiors of some of these homes. Yeah, like ooh, yeah. there's there's some nasty yeah. nasty little well, bits. But neighborhood too. Yeah, you, know, you I've seen so yes. many you know pictures of this home. Hey, this thing looks great. Looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then you go to Google View, like the Street View. Yep. And it's right next to a strip mall. Yes, I actually gave that, like that. Uh, advice to another uh, client of ours um, because he got very excited about a place in South Seattle. And I knew the road because I used to have to go by it all the time when one of the bands I was in, um, some friends that I you know, mm-hmm. rehearsed with, I had to drive by it all the time. So this, this house had been built since I had quit singing with that particular band. But I went over, and as soon as Dan saw it, he went, Oh, because next door was a hoarder house and mm. the outside building just like there was so much junk and everything else. Yeah. And so the tip I gave him was, OK, don't just look at the interior photos. Don't just look at what they've got for their exterior. I said someone was very specific about not putting the camera one direction. Mm-hmm. I said, but here's a tip for you when you're looking at those things online. Look at the satellite view. So if the neighbor has that kind of issue, that will have been captured. Mm-hmm. Right. At some point, oh, yeah. you like that would have been because I'm like that, that. W- that didn't just show up. No, like that's been no. there for a while. Right. You know, and then the other thing here's again, as we talked about, as we have limited essential for agents, another client that we're working with, um, we were in Tacoma and I showed the husband first because he he was available because mm-hmm. um, he didn't have to go into work that day. And so I showed him first and he was he was just for certain that his wife was going to love this house, but we had to wait till she got off work. And so I waited around, you know, I stayed in Tacoma and didn't do all my driving around. So I just like stayed nearby until what time she got off work. And then we went back and she loved the house. And then she said, okay, but it's really important to me because her husband's military. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, if he gets deployed, I got to feel comfortable where I'm at. Sure. Which totally understandable. So I said, okay, we'll take this time before I go rushing back to my home office to write the offer up. Go check that out right now. Yeah. And sure enough, um, they drove around and she decided she didn't like the neighborhood. And so now, because mm-hmm. they keep sending me houses and I'm sending them houses. But I said, you know what? Before before we commit to the time, again, because we have all these virus practices that we have to adhere to and safety protocols and everything mm-hmm. else. Sure. Before we go and walk into someone's home, drive the neighborhoods first, please. Mm-hmm. Now's a really good time to go test out commute times, even though these are like the fastest commutes. So if you want to know like a 20 minute commute, this is one of the things I also used um, as advice for people is like, okay, what kind of commute do you do? Most people aren't using mass transit right now, mm-hmm. right? Most people aren't even commuting at all because they're commuting from home mm-hmm. if they can. Right. But when someone tells me that they want to commute, let's say their job was in downtown Seattle and they say they want a 20 minute commute. Well, how I normally, like when we have, quote unquote normal traffic here I usually say plan on three minutes per mile in the city mm-hmm. right that was good if, good if you're like yeah. yeah when you're in a kind of a, a, a major arterial area and things like that because you're gonna have stop and go traffic and that kind of stuff yeah. two minutes within neighborhoods mm-hmm. per mile and about one minute per mile on the highway mm-hmm. without traffic mm-hmm. right so you can start figuring some of those those out. There's also some apps out there now where you can also do those tests, or you can just be using you know sure. your maps and whatever. But um, now is a good time to be kind of checking those places out. You don't have to get out of your car. You can be driving around, checking out the neighborhood, seeing what kind of businesses there are. Uh, even my relocating clients, that's we have them use Walk Score, 
is another way to consider right. going to the walkscore.com uh, because walk um, they also show quite a bit. Now, that that's not a perfect site because mm-hmm. a lot of times it is businesses that choose to sign up and have their, their information shown. Right, right. But it is still uh, quite useful, right? Um, so you have a few different ways that you can do it. But on the needs and wants list, like when we're saying, okay, your needs, well, how many bedrooms do you need truly? Right. Mm-hmm. How many bathrooms do you need? Right. Cause some people say, Oh, I'm fine with a two bed, one bath. Okay. Well, do you have a lot of visitors over? Do you not mind that they walk into your personal bathroom all the time? Mm-hmm. Or do you want to make, maybe have a half bath that might make a difference for somebody. Right. Right. But it also can give you the advantage of like, if you say I have to have two, well, if we could find a one and a half bath house with potential for expansion of the half bath, would that be an option for you? Right. 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 You kind of have to start getting your thinking cap on. Um, so we're always asking a bed, like how, what's the number of how, people in the household? What is your hold period going to be? Right. Cause mm-hmm. like one couple I'm working with right now, they're fine with a two bedroom and that's because they don't have children yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now she, I have to have another conversation with her though, because I know she's concerned about the school district, but the idea is that they could get moved and thinking I, as I try and point out sometimes to some of my younger clients, <clears throat> Without getting overly personal, <laughs> I just say, well, let's just say tonight you went home and just happened to get pregnant. <laughs> we still have, you know, almost six years before that child is going to be in school. So mm-hmm. if the odds are <laughs> that you might only want to hold on to this house for five years, you may not need to put as much emphasis on the school district. <laughs> right, right, right. And if you're definitely not planning on having children for like, five years well okay you got to have these considerations think about that or resale yeah yeah well i mean there's there's resale too but sometimes you know Mm -hmm. i mean i think it really kind of depends because you know some of those houses by price point aren't necessarily um because we have some people like oh i'll hold on to it as a rental it's like well depending Mm -hmm. on what you paid for it and if you need the equity position out of it maybe not so much so you might want to think that over again but um i know we have much more that we can cover on this topic and we will do that when we get back from these messages here on open house with team reba with me reba and eric at homebridge open house with team reba on am 1580 the answer to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial. And I'm Reba Hass from Team Reba. Thanks for listening in this weekend. And hopefully you're listening every weekend. We're here every Saturday from 2 to 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Sundays from 3 to 4 o'clock. <laughs> I just have to think about that. <laughs> I know. I can always tell when you're looking at me because you start like, like oh, oh wait, am I about to say that wrong? <laughs> and then, of course, available on podcast well, you're, you're poised. You've got your finger on the trigger ready to pounce if I get that wrong. If you so screw I it up, I better get yeah. it right. <laughs> I, I'm yeah. still relishing the $5 I won. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> you know what you're going to hate hearing? Huh? I gave it to a homeless person. No, you did? Yes, I oh, did. good for you. That's yeah. fine. <laughs> I, actually, you know, we talk about those topics all the time on this show. So, yeah. you know, I mean, it is something that we are very concerned about. We, you know, we are... People who are in the business of putting people into houses and keeping them in houses, 
but we also care a lot about our community. So mm-hmm. if, if people do want to hear about some of those programs and such that are out there, uh, we do have past shows on our podcasts available if you want to mm-hmm. hear about some things that are there. Although I will say, again, during our live Facebooks that we're doing Tuesdays and Fridays at 1 p.m., uh, we're sharing a lot of resources that are out there. In fact, mm-hmm. uh, when we had um, Rental Housing Association on the other day, you can actually go, listeners, I know we mentioned that um, Facebook Live, but um, you can go to rhawa.org and there are a lot of resources for both landlords and renters there right now yeah. that if you're somebody who's um, very negatively impacted by what's going on in, during the coronavirus and this very real threat that we have to a lot of people's personal economies, please go there. Mm-hmm. Please find the things. Because um, kind of like what Eric was bringing up earlier about um, forbearance and you know how you need to be current to you know, get the grace of some of those programs, communication. I mean, I keep bringing that up, not just like how you communicate with your lender and working with your credit and working with your agent, but in this situation, communicating with your landlord. Because I, I honestly, I mean, Eric, you're like me. I've been fielding a lot of calls from people mm-hmm. just nervous. They're, it's not because they're ready to make a change in their housing. Right. They're just nervous mm-hmm. and they want to know what's happening and they want to know that they're going to be okay. Oh, sure. yeah. And yeah, actually sure. a, a, yeah. a young lady that I mentor from Renton Technical College, I had her, you know, I had a conversation with her the other day and sadly, you know, she and two of her roommates out of you know, there's four of them. So three out of the four of them all worked at Ikea, which mm. initially, you know, good on Ikea. They, they sent everybody home and they were paying them through the middle of April. Mm-hmm. But then they got notices as, as this has been extended yeah. that they're all going to be furloughed. Mm-hmm. And so right now that actually is what's happening. And so um, prior to, you know, that really hitting, uh, I gave her those resources for RHA because one of the things that's on there as documents is – Ways to either have deferrals and or partial payment documents Mm -hmm. that you can work with your landlord. So I said, please go look this up and um, start that conversation now. It's better to do it now than once you're into a negative, you know, space situation. And, um, you know, their fourth roommate was in the restaurant industry and is Mm -hmm. also his his restaurant is shut down right now. So. There's there's a lot of people that are having to deal with with quite a bit. So I gave her um, I gave her like a hundred dollars worth of gift cards for Kroger. Well, oh, that's that's as, wonderful. as part that's, one, one no, way I could help support. Right. If wonderful. you can, yeah. please do. Mm-hmm. There's a, you know, food banks. That's another one. Yeah. Food banks are in major need. They're I very, know they're very low right now. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that's starting to cost some other stuff. One of the restaurants that I absolutely love in downtown Renton called Non and Curry. Mm-hmm got within a 10 day period was broken into twice where mm. they came in to steal the food. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, we, we don't want to see people getting into desperate measures. So if you do happen to be one of those very luckily blessed individuals who is doing okay during this time, mm-hmm. please think about your fellow persons Absolutely. and please do what you can to support. Absolutely. And yes, sorry <laughs> for those that are ready to buy. Yes. You know, that you need to get out of your place. Yes. And you're sick of it. Uh, Yeah, because I did have someone tell me recently, they're like, our mortgage payment is going to be less than our rent. And they got very excited about that. Well, especially with interest rates is the lowest that they've ever been. Yeah, they're crazy Your timing is very, very good right now. You know, so when we teach our first-time homebuyer class, Reba, you do a section on really thinking about Mm -hmm. your wants and needs. Uh, We talked in our last segment about, about neighborhoods and 
trying Bits to make sure, bounds. you know, commute times, all mm-hmm. of that. There's a great website. I know you've always preached, you know, you can't, there's certain information as a real estate agent you cannot give to your client, crime yes. statistics, school mm-hmm. opinions on schools and things like that. Yeah. But you can quote the source. You can source I can be the, the source. source of the source, but mm-hmm. not the direct source. Okay. Well, same here. There's yeah. a source that I like, which is called okay. homefacts.com. Okay. H-O-M-E-F-A-C-T-S. And you just type in your your neighborhood and it will pull up a whole bunch of facts, which yeah. is pretty interesting. It's mm-hmm. actually a, a decent site. It's pulling census data, crime data. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just looked up uh, Burien, Washington. Right. And, you know, here's categories on schools, crime rate, registered offenders, environmental hazards, unemployment rate, property values. You know, and then it'll go into detail for mm-hmm. each of those different categories. So a lot of good information where oh, you can yeah. kind of pull that. And yeah, and we have access to things like that, too, inside of our mm-hmm. database of the MLS. Sure. There's a thing called Realist that we can actually pull reports from as yeah. well and send them out to people that Perfect. have all the same kind of, you know, census data and, that, and yeah. such that you have. Good, good, good. Yeah, and it, so there's... Definitely lots of resources, depending on how far you want to deep dive into stuff. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of speak to your comment about how we're technically not supposed to be, because everyone, I, I ask this all the time when we teach these classes, I'm like, how many of you think you can ask me about the schools and crime? And they all raise their hands, because mm-hmm. one of the things that always comes up uh, they is like, it. yeah, they, they say, well, I want a safe neighborhood. And I'm like, well, how do you define that? Mm-hmm. Right? How do you define safe? Is it because you just don't want to have cars up on blocks or is it because you're looking to see how many break-ins happen in the neighborhood over a period of time? Or are you looking for, is there a lot of, you know, person on person crime? Mm -hmm. You know, like how are you determining what safe is? Because that is different from person to person. Same thing with schools, right? Like we Mm -hmm. talk about the fact that about half of the children in the city of Seattle go to private school. Right. Right. So it's like, well, what's that mean to you about school district and choices and cost and everything else? Because I'm always a big believer in the fact that parental involvement is the biggest determining factor of, you know, how well a student does. Right. And that doesn't matter whether it's public or private school. No. Right. So everyone has like their own pieces. And, And what I'm bringing up for our listeners is that those two elements were deemed, you know, 1968 when the Fair Housing Act was passed, a lot of those things fell under that umbrella because they were concerned about redlining and steering mm-hmm. from particular neighborhoods. Right, absolutely, and rightfully so. Yes, and so, again, I can get you links to resources, or like I had someone just ask me the other day, well, how do I find out the crime statistics? Well, the beauty of what's happened during the time that both you and I have been in this industry is that more online material is available. Yeah, for sure. And most police districts have that information available online that you can go to and the same thing a lot of the school data if, if you know what the school district is uh, and you can get help finding that through the listing information mm-hmm. then you can access that every school district out there pretty much had at least locally here has their stuff online right and you can get a good feel for what's available and and it's important to kind of look at what is the breakout because like there might mm-hmm. be overall crime statistics but how much you know it'll be broken down violent crime, murder, mm-hmm. um, rape, robbery, assault, property crime, mm-hmm. burglary, larceny, theft, and motor vehicle theft. Yeah. And so, the reality so is it's everywhere. At, uh, oh, especially property crime. You yeah. Know, that's, the, that's, totally. that's the biggie. 
you know, but but the other categories, you might want to take a closer look at those and and really kind of decide: Am I in a good neighborhood? And you and you have great- to you also have to understand that sometimes perception is one hundred percent just people smack talking areas. Absolutely, which falls under the description of redlining. Yeah, depending on who you're talking to. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't want to buy there. Blah 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 blah. You know that place has got this or that's got yeah, that. Yeah, and a lot of times that that image of a place is decades old Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely absolutely uh but with that said if you have small children do you Mm want to buy next door to a uh, group home for sexual offenders you know well and so that's yes and most of that information is available online it also Mm -hmm. shows up when you get a seller disclosure form that Mm -hmm. says that sellers are not required to tell you if that is there so you have to do your own due diligence Mm -hmm. and it matters you know what type of offender it is, too. Absolutely. So we're ending so on a dark note. I don't your, know. Get your financing lined up. Get your wants and needs sorted out for your home. And get out there. You can you can buy now. It's, it's a good time. It's we're definitely at historically a good time. low rates. And there's homes for sale. So I hope this is helpful. Hope you all have a fantastic weekend. Thank you for weekend. listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.